Hey listener, thanks for being here. I'm Ludo. And I'm Marge. And this is Speak It Out, a podcast by Shrink It Out. Here, we tell your stories and share our thoughts and encourage debate on psychological and social well-being. Hey everyone, welcome back to Speak It Out. Today we're going to talk about the fear of rejection and rejection in different domains of life and how we try to cope with it and how it affects us. Yes, first we will talk a bit about some maladaptive coping strategies that we have. Uh, and then maybe we can talk about um, more useful strategies that we can use, because I think it's such a big topic that affects probably everyone. I've never met someone who told me, oh, no, I don't fear rejection at all. Or if they did, I didn't believe them. <laughs> OK, so what exactly is fear of rejection? I think we've heard this term a lot, but in general, it's just a mm, strong fear or it can vary in the extent and the strength of it, but it's a fear that convinces you that people won't accept you or approve of you uh, due to characteristics such as your personalities, your beliefs or your behaviors. It certainly stems from a human need of belongingness, uh, and that's why it is so common and um, why most people are affected by it. Yeah, as social animals, we want to feel like we belong and the others approve of us. So, yes, and for sure, in an, in, uh, it must have had an adaptive function uh, through the development of humans as a species and helps us in general to coexist to some extent. Uh, but when it becomes irrational and when it becomes very intense, then we start, as always, trying to find a way to cope with this. And usually um, some of these strategies end up being maladaptive in the long term. And I think we can also like, I wouldn't say divide the reactions, but fear may it be a rejection or any type of fear it can be crippling and like debilitating for some people, but it can instead be a motor or like a fuel for other people. So if it keeps you going or if it instead like blocks you, but we can talk some more about that later. We've pinned down five main maladaptive coping strategies when dealing with the fear of rejection. One of them is, for example, uh, being a people pleaser. So trying to please other people. So for example, you might find yourself um, having a hard time saying no or doing things that you don't want to, being excessive in the things that you do or show or say um, for other people and in front of other people, which obviously can lead you to feel like stress and can even lead you to burnout in some occasions. I think what goes hand in hand with this is also unassertiveness, which is another response. Um, so yeah, just to be clear, these are like typical responses. Of course, there, there will be more, um, but there are some like kind of categories of how people react to their fear of rejection. Uh, so yeah, um, and assertiveness is another one. So like having a very hard time to speak up for yourself or refusing to do so and asking for what you need um, and just like asserting your needs and therefore also maybe avoiding confrontation. Um, yeah. Another one is, for example, passive aggressive behaviors. So here it is usually when you don't feel super comfortable with yourself, meaning that you're experiencing some dissonance because 
you're not comfortable with yourself, but you as a person, you still have needs and you still need to express them in some way. So for example, passive aggressive behaviors are, uh, I don't know, like complaining a lot or breaking promises, saying that you would do something and you don't procrastinating things or like not yeah not completing work which is essentially the same as breaking or forgetting promises I think this is quite counterintuitive because if you think of like not wanting to be rejected you would think of like portraying yourself in the best possible manner passive aggressiveness is quite uh criticized and but it is actually um a form of a coping strategy because you don't like in order to not be rejected and so assert your needs in a very direct manner you kind of like take a different route which is I think it's it's kind of like a vicious cycle for example like the satisfaction cycle like if you're not satisfied with yourself then you won't do anything if you don't do anything then you're not satisfied with yourself so you're always like avoiding the main thing by staying in this like cycle that is not actually helping you to solve the thing but so it is counterintuitive like you say And then, um, well, another way of not being rejected is wearing a mask and being very, like, uh, inauthentic. Um, I think, of course, like, it's very hard to reach your maximum level of um, authenticity, but still, like, being very afraid of showing yourself as you really are and, like, adopting and, like, a fake persona um, is, and being, like, maybe very monitored and scripted in, how you act is also stemming from a fear of rejection. Yeah. And then the fifth one is distancing or self-sufficiency. I think we've all heard people saying like, oh, I'm super independent. I don't need anyone. Um, I haven't met anyone yet that makes me feel like that or there's no one for me out there. And all these things that essentially make the person avoid intimacy with other people and like deep connections because they are afraid of being rejected. So they avoid being rejected at the price of avoiding intimacy. They feel that if they get too close to someone, then there's a higher chance of being rejected and it would probably hurt more when there's intimacy involved as well. So yeah, these are the five main maladaptive coping uh, strategies. And I think we can like explore them in our personal lives. Marge, what do you think? So maybe say the one I find myself in and you can say yours and... move on to some real life examples (laughs) should I start yes go ahead um I think the two main ones I find myself most in are uh unassertiveness and uh self-sufficiency not necessarily distancing myself emotionally from people but not relying on them in any way I think I can start with self-sufficiency in general, I have a hard time asking for things, <laughs> like asking people to, to help me, even in very like concrete manner, manners, because I, I don't know, it, it stands from a fear of rejection. But even if I think about it in the context of friendships, if I think about asking something to someone, it brings me discomfort. Yeah, true. So I avoid it by not asking anything and kind of being in a loop of like maybe calling it like compulsive self-reliance is too much, but still 
never letting myself like depend on other people especially also on concrete stuff I, like as I said emotionally I don't think I have I struggle to ask for help maybe I struggle showing myself vulnerably but like yeah, yeah if I, I have some like a problem I don't struggle asking for help with that but even if I don't know I was thinking the other day like very very little things like if I'm in the kitchen and I want to ask some like my roommate for if I can use like their pan or something that will take me so much overthinking yeah I start overthinking it so much then then I don't ask for it and I like I maybe don't want to I don't cook that thing so that I don't have to ask them you know yeah I mean to be honest like okay we've been friends like a couple of years now and I remember at the beginning like you never asked like you never asked me anything and I remember thinking like she is so independent because then like that's the thing like one thing is independence and one thing is being too self-sufficient like you said earlier okay compulsive self-reliance which probably not the case but like yeah I thought like wow like she never needs me and I wasn't offended by this but then like I remember we talked about it and then like living together and there were some times where like maybe you needed like a towel and you were in the toilet and you didn't ask for it because you were like no, I can get it alone, you know? And and even when I tried to explain to you, like, of course you can get it alone. You can do everything alone. You can go on the moon alone if you want to. But receiving help from other people is just going to make it a little bit easier and a little bit quicker, you know? And and you were like, no, but it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I guess like it now that we're like, that I know you better and that we talk about this, obviously everything makes sense within the whole rejection talk. It's not not like, I'm not so scared that they will reject me as in say like, I I don't want to do this for you, but it's more like, I don't want, I'm very scared of appearing like needy and yeah, yeah, not independent, you know? So uh, Yeah. yeah, I realize that, that is like of course if you're scared of appearing needy you're scared of being rejected because you're needy you know uh, yeah of course needs and the way we express our needs is also an interesting topic because I feel like a lot of people struggle with like asserting their needs and we always tend to think that we have weird needs or that we have too many of them and we're you know like you said being too needy and I have this feeling that a lot of people feel that way yeah I don't know it's interesting but sorry and also what I realized is that being self-sufficient actually prevent like the the worst like outcome that it can have is just making you feel very like alone and like uh preventing reaching a level of intimacy and a lot of people just tell me like oh when people just take for granted that they can ask me for something for something it makes me feel like they care about me and like as if we don't have that wall anymore so like we can ask for each other's clothes without like not even ask like just get those because we're in that level of intimacy well yeah for me like maybe I feel super intimate to a person but it's still super hard for me to ask them that and then someone may interpret it as like me not wanting to be that close you know yeah yeah for sure for sure Um, makes sense but I'm working on it. And I think as a tip, if someone recognizes themselves in what I'm saying, the only thing that works is like exposing yourself because that's like the the example, like if, if I would just have avoided uh, asking for the pan and eaten something else, um, 
then it would have been so big in my head well I just went there it took me like not kidding like 10 minutes of overthinking this <laughs> sentence and then I just went into the living room and I asked for it and she was like yeah, yeah sure. our interaction lasted like two seconds and then I was like you were like oh I just spent like two minutes like 10 yeah. minutes thinking about something but to be honest it's like that's like uh, that's how it should be like you should try to push yourself and even if it takes half an hour or three days like expose yourself to that situation because you need to prove to yourself that it's not as like crazy as it seems in your head and if you don't ever expose yourself to that like and that you won't be rejected for it like how can you be rejected yeah asking for asking for a pan exactly and if you don't if you don't expose yourself then you're just gonna fulfill this this belief because in your head you're still gonna be like ah okay see then like didn't ask it because then she would have rejected me which in your head, the immediate thought is she is going to reject me. She will reject me. So then you're just convinced. And then, yeah, it's downhill from there. So don't do that. What about you? Um, I would say most of all, I'm a people pleaser and which sucks. <laughs> that, that, takes, that takes courage to admit though, because I think it's so like frowned upon um I like people who admit like oh people pleaser I, I admit it I mean I didn't I would I don't want to say realize because I think I knew like within me but I didn't admit it for a really long time because I'm I think I'm also someone who is assertive and like who can you know who's very honest and I can say what I want what I don't want I know inside of me like clearly with certainty usually what I want and what I don't want but most of the time, like, especially with friends, yeah, I'm very people pleaser. And it's because I, yeah, I'm afraid of being rejected. What specifically do you do? Uh, to- like, I tend to put myself second, like my needs. So I do a lot of things that I don't want to do or that I don't feel like doing. And these can be like, even very small things. I don't know if I think of like a really, like, basic example. I don't know, for example, like when I moved away to Luxembourg and I had a lot of friends that obviously like wanted to catch up with me. And while I was like busy and like focused on my life, like my new life, all these people like wanted to, okay, saying it like this, it sounds like I was like such a cool kid and everyone <laughs> wanted, to, like, wanted to hear from me. But let's say like my, like, I don't know, three, four good friends and they were like, oh, let's call, let's call. And maybe one night, I don't know, I didn't feel like it. I had to study or something. And then I would put off study. I would put off like quality time with my new friends or my family to call them. And obviously this, like saying it like this sounds really stupid. But when that goes on for years and years, you, I never felt like I could say, hey, no, I'm not feeling like it tonight. Can we call tomorrow? Like I, I struggle a lot, even now saying, no, I don't feel like calling. And for example, yesterday, uh, I, I was supposed to have like a call date with a friend and I, I was calling her and then she wasn't replying. And then she was like, no, I'm sorry. I just want to be alone right now. Like I need some me time. And I almost felt personally attacked by that. But like then when I really thought about it, it's, it's simply because I envy her for being so like chill with these things. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, of course she wants her like she wants her alone time. Like I can call her tomorrow, you know, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I still struggle to do that uh, with some people. And these are usually people that I feel responsible for like 
in a, in a certain way, like taking care of them. And like, maybe I feel like they're going through a hard time. And so I literally put off all of my needs, um, which can be okay in certain situations, but in most situations, everyone is going through something. So I shouldn't put it like aside all of my needs for them. So yeah, I would say mainly in the friendship domain and probably also in the romantic dating aspect of life also. But okay, so like, what do you think, what goes through my, your mind when you say, okay, no, I'm just gonna say, no, I don't wanna do this. I don't know, like, mm, I'm so scared that they will see me as someone who is not available, who is not there for them, who doesn't care about them. I think, I think this is it, like caring, because I have this thing in my head that of people telling me, ah, you're, you're a careless person, you don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that's essentially why. Like, I think that people are going to think that I don't care about them. And so I just, whatever they want, whatever they need, whatever they ask me to do, I just do it. And like I said earlier, in like when I was describing what people pleasing is, I was saying like excessive behaviors. And I tend to do that well. Like sometimes I go over the top for people, like paying stuff or going places that I really don't want to do, but I don't even think about it. Like I just do it. And then sometimes like I see that they're happy about it, but sometimes like they're like, they don't even react in such like a, a nice way. They're like, oh, you didn't have to or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, like, what did you do? And then I blame myself, you know, but then I'm like, oh, I was just trying to show you that I care for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you fear the rejection so much that you go to over the top because you don't just not want to be rejected. You want to be super liked by like people, you know, you want yeah. you expect you expect so much of yourself. Like the thing is that this well, this mainly happens with people that I know that with people that are in my life, like I don't have this with like strangers. Like if I meet someone, I don't have this thing like, oh, I really want them to like me. So I'm just going to do stuff. Yeah. It's more with like people that are already in my life and that I'm really close to. Yeah. Um, of course, not everyone, but like I have really good friends that I don't feel comfortable in saying like, no, I don't want to have dinner with you tonight. Like because I am staying home with my parents. Like, I, I cannot do that, which is hilarious because come on, like, you know. Yeah. Um, you think about but, it, it's, it's a bit like the self-sufficiency thing, as in like, technically when you have a solid base of like intimacy, you should be able to ask for help, but also yeah. say, I don't need you. Like, I don't want yeah. you right now, you know? Like, I, I don't know, I would feel appreciated. Okay, appreciated, no, but like, I like when my friends are honest with me and tell me I don't want to do this rather than coming to something that they don't really don't want to do. I, I think I feel worse if they come to an appointment not wanting to come. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, but same. But I think it's it happened like it happened mainly because people around me have have like confused my nose and my boundaries with me not caring for them, which was obviously not the case. When you were younger, you were, you weren't a people pleaser. Not as much when I was like young, young, mm. and then and then yeah, like I thought people thought that I didn't care about them, or at least that's what they told me, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is not okay, you know, I can't be rejected like this. Like sometimes it also happens to me. Like sometimes the mechanism is so deeply rooted in like my scheme of behavior like how I act that it happens to me also in situations where 
I don't care if the other person actually rejects me or not because I don't want them. Maybe there's there's someone and I I don't want them in my life. I don't know. I don't think I need them or I'm I'm trying to like tell them to like step away in a nice way or and I reject them <laughs> or trying to reject them exactly. And then I still try to please them because I think that they would think the same way I do when I'm rejected. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. I still, I still like please them, but actually I'm trying, but actually like I want to reject them, but <laughs> you obviously you can't reject someone by pleasing them. Yeah. You can't <laughs> you tolerate the people that you are rejecting are rejecting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, and then I'm like, oh, but if I do this, then they're going to feel so rejected. But I want to reject them, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyways, I have, um, I actually have a voice recording by a person who talked about people pleasing as well. So I want to play it. Um, so people pleasing, I think that, and this may be a huge generalization and sort of politically correct of me to say, but I do think that it's something ingrained within most women. I, I definitely see that as an attitude in, in most girls in my life and, and my mom and just in women in general to obviously to various extents. But I definitely experience people pleasing and it's something that I sort of noticed as a pattern of behavior quite recently, actually. Um, and, and especially I realize it in the way I relate to many friendships in that I am, I feel like in many, many, many cases, although I realize that I shouldn't be that I shouldn't be probably, you know, doing something to that extent to help someone or, or, I mean, putting everyone else literally in front of me. It's just, I, I, I don't even know why, but it's, I, I literally feel like I cannot be the one to say no, or even in a like stupid way of just canceling a plan. I like, I'll do anything and everything and even make myself like, strain my own self and then probably you know like not cancel the plan but get there in the worst mood or be like not even great presence to be around just because I you know I should probably cancel the plan but um it's that's definitely something that comes up very often in me and that I've I, I know is totally useless to behave in that way but I, I do really think for sure it's something ingrained within me and my personality but I also do really think it's just something that we as women are taught to sort of act as. Yeah, I relate. <laughs> I I do agree with the, the the fact that it's more of a female um, trait. I think uh, just because people pleasing, just being pleasing in general and very yeah, like, pleasing. Yeah, I think about about like I think pleasing does not go hand in hand with the concept of like strong very stereotypical masculine i agree but it does with like nurturing and being yeah. caring and what i find interesting because i was talking to this friend of mine and uh i think it relates to you as well is that it's funny because both of you are very aware people so it's not like you're doing it by like without realizing it so maybe you are realizing the fact that you are simply doing something for people pleasing and this even I think even drains you even more than uh, yeah. than maybe it would if you did it automatically um, yeah it does because in the whole like while you're doing it at least while I'm doing it it's taken even all like my cognitive energy to be like okay Ludo like you just have to get through it like 
relax you'll get through it you know so I know all the time that what I'm doing is something that I don't want to do yeah and obviously that makes me I wouldn't say like despise myself but it makes me mad at myself and then I just keep that anger within me like for myself but yeah c'est la vie <laughs> what are some tips you would give to to stop people pleasing like what are some things you try on yourself I think like the most important thing that I've tried is setting boundaries like and actively trying to set those saying it like this is so abstract and like not practical <laughs> but I tried more and more saying no to that call no to that dinner and I really what was the response of people like was it as bad as you thought some people did get offended and others didn't and the people that got offended were the ones that I hadn't like said no to in a very long time so maybe their offense was more like a surprise reaction but actually their let's say reaction didn't touch me that much yeah. like they were offended and then I was like you know what your issue bro like you can just you can be mad at me if I said no so actually like you said earlier with the exposure thing uh, about asking for the pan it's probably so much bigger in my head before And after whichever the reaction may be, it's already done, you know, it's not as bad. So yeah, I tried to expose myself more and more. I tried to tell people around me that I felt like this, because if you admit to being a people pleaser and you tell people around you, I'm a people pleaser, it is also most likely that they will pay attention to this and like try to respect any boundary that you might set at any time. And then also just surround yourself with people that also have boundaries Because what I realized is a lot of times I please people who don't have boundaries themselves. Yeah. So we like overcross and they maybe please me too. And I don't realize, but if they don't have boundaries, they can't understand what it means for me to want like to respect my own. So surround yourself with people that have boundaries and that respect yours. Yeah, true. And I, I think, yeah, exposure is just like a very key thing yeah. in, in, uh, these coping mechanisms key. yeah and also um realizing that when the rejection actually happens it's most of the time it was much worse in your head like the fear yeah. of rejection is Definitely. much worse than the rejection itself you know? and for and sometimes you think you would care more but then you just don't You're like <laughs> wow yeah. how mature of me not to care let me go and get rejected another thousand times <laughs> no but Exactly. I think um, that's so empowering. Mean? Like realizing that you get rejected and that that didn't affect you gives you so much yeah. strength to not fear other things in the future, you know? And it's also such a release of like tension that you had inside of yourself for all of that fear that you had before. Yeah. What did you want to say earlier about like you also said assertive unassertiveness? Yeah, I think I struggled a lot with understanding because I knew about people pleasing, but I didn't really find myself like I knew there were situations in which like I was not respecting my needs uh, but I didn't feel like I was actively trying to please people uh, and I realized when I found out about assertiveness and like the whole topic of unassertiveness I realized that that was more of it for me because to me it's not a, yeah as I said like it's pleasing the person would be a step 
extra for me like for me the most the, I don't care about pleasing them I just don't want them to hate me, you know so like if I'm completely neutral to them that's fine with me um well, actually your self-sufficiency is more of a consequence of your unassertiveness could be yeah because if if you're unassertive and maybe indirect with the pan and your needs then you yeah, you automatically better. become more independent and also convince yourself that you don't need other people. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know. I I struggle. Yeah, it's like I unassertiveness is so ingrained in me um, that I don't even most of the time I don't even know what I want. Like I have no clue whether like I'm so used to not making the decision and letting someone else do the decision not for me but like I don't know when I when I am alone I know exactly what I want and I can make the decision when this decision has to be made and my decision can affect other people and it can also be like picking between two restaurants for me like you know when you're just in the situation just with people saying like tell me what you want just like pick something and I don't know like it it looks like Sometimes I really don't care about it, but sometimes I don't care because I've never made that decision. So I can't even think straight in that moment. And I, I don't know what I want. I just want the other person to make the decision. Yeah, like, like you focus so much on not overstepping someone else's boundaries. But it's also like, for example, I noticed when you had to pick things for like our house, like to mm, mm-hmm. furnish it. For, like, yeah, furnish it. Um, like for, I'm a person who has like very like it's not like I don't care about aesthetic things like I I think I have a, a taste it might be good and yeah. considering like your personal tastes but I do know what I like and what I dislike but mm-hmm. when I had to make the decision in like the living room which is like a shared space I was so scared that I'm I would say like a color of the walls that the other person didn't like that I didn't even know what I like like I I, I, yeah. I I couldn't think you know like and it's so stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. what what if you pick the color of the wall that someone doesn't like like what? yeah then they just <laughs> tell you I don't like yeah but it's like I bring it on to myself like oh they're gonna think that I don't have an eye for these things and so yeah it's in general for these very stupid uh like not stupid but very superficial yeah. decisions. it's very hard for me and then it also really reflects in the language I use because like the way I ask things is or like say things is always very indirect and people are like what are you trying to say very, <laughs> very indirect <laughs> like what? This is something funny between us that we talked about so many times that you're super indirect and I'm super direct yeah. and a lot of times we've like clashed on this because you told me like that maybe I was even too direct and you got kind of you thought that I was being like aggressive because <laughs> I'm like oh pass me the pan and you're like should I ask her for the pan should I not ask her for the pan should I and then I ask can I perhaps maybe use your pan maybe use the pan I will clean it wash it dry it for you and I will put it backward and I'm like yo bro pass me the pan <laughs> not even like please thank you yeah yeah, yeah I remember once yeah. it was with the shoes was you said like put your t- take your shoes off and I was like <laughs> <laughs> that hurt you walked in the house with shoes take your shoes off 
<laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was also thinking about something else like that we're different in and isn't uh, how, like you said, you you probably don't do anything that can affect anyone else's like idea or decision or overstep their boundaries. And you just kind of like stay put in your own bubble, let's say. Um, but for me, like with the excessive behaviors that the that my people pleaser side makes me do, Sometimes I step other people's boundaries and I do so much to like get to them, um, to like convince myself that I've done everything that I can. If I'm still rejected, then I like, I'm kind of more at peace with myself because I know that I've, I've done everything I could. Because it's the exact opposite for, of my, me. Like if I would have tried everything I could and then get rejected, I would feel like, awfully humiliated by my whole effort so I, I do but first yeah but I do but I, I guess it all depends like the scale of emotions and how strongly you feel them and how strongly you judge them because I judge this humiliation and I feel this humiliation like less intensely than feeling like I haven't done enough because then feeling like I haven't done enough brings me to guilt and I, I know that I feel more guilt and you feel more like embarrassment and humiliation so it all depends on how we're like built, I guess, emotionally. Super interesting. What about workplace um, fear of rejection or like applications and uni? Mm, I tend to see a lot of people that are either like inauthentic or that engage in passive aggressive behavior. So maybe like postpone things, procrastinate them to like avoid to get to that point where they could potentially be rejected mm -hmm. um, which makes sense because in the workplace it's it, we feel it more like a failure like oh I've failed like in getting this job or getting in this uni or something and so we feel like we're a failure yeah the but, fear of failure is very very connected to the fear of, fear of rejection because you fear that the fact that you failed will make you be rejected by people or you feel like being rejected is a personal failure so like I think they really go hand in hand but when you if you get like if you would think of yourself like getting rejected to like a job application or uh, a master's application how does that make you feel mm, I don't know there's so many factors like there's the factor of how much effort I've put into the application and how much I care about the job or the or the uni or whatever, let, let's say it's a job. Generally, I feel quite confident in my abilities and in my like people skills, let's say. So I'm never too discouraged when I have to apply to things. Like I have been rejected, but uh, and it has like affected me, but not as much because I tend to like tell myself that maybe I wasn't as fit for the job and that they found someone else. And that doesn't necessarily mean that other people are better than me. It can mean they were better than me for that position or that they didn't see in me something that maybe someone else will. I have like a, a pretty strong self-worth with these things, I would say. But if it is something that I really want... And that I feel confident in and then I'm rejected, then obviously that affects me a lot. If I know, for example, other people that are applying or that the people around me have pretty much the same abilities that I do and then I get rejected, that scares me more. Like the, the both the fear of rejection and the rejection are like 
are more intense because then I compare myself to other people. I guess that's comparison slash competitiveness. I don't, I don't really know, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a quite a healthy thing, I think, to like be able to break it down and like rationalize it that way. And what always helps is trying to break it down into what this rejection actually says about you and what it means to you. Um, because something like you really wanted could disappoint you but then again it's more about like not actually obtaining that thing and not about the rejection because there are a lot of times and a lot of people I know who even when they don't want something and they get rejected uh yeah a lot and I mean I kind of have that to some extent like on certain things um maybe if I feel like it's confirming like some beliefs I have of myself on and like maybe insecurities yeah. I have uh but I own I have it a lot like I think my fear of failure is very connected to other people's rejections like if I'm like maybe if I didn't get in a university or if I got a bad grade or whatever I wouldn't personally care but I feel like people around me care be- yeah this is what I wanted to say like other people's expectations of you yeah yeah and just because I think that as I grew up of course like school is like what people like what you like what your parents and your friends measure your achievements with so I think it's kind of normal but I just feel like I I don't take it personally if I get rejected but when I have to explain the rejection to someone else then I feel like they're judging me for it or like that they're thinking less me and then that they maybe will reject me like at a very extreme level of course I think there's so much like transference of emotions with these things because maybe I expect, for example, my parents, uh, I don't know, let's say my parents want me to get something or something. So my fear of rejection is actually just a displacement of their expectation. But like you said, if I were alone, then probably I wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like you fear the rejection because you fear that they will reject you. And then obviously that fear of rejection becomes yours because you think you're expected to react that way. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there. Like once they, once you've worked on like your self judgment, you have to work on detaching yourself from other people's yeah. judgments because yeah. if not, you will just judge yourself to protect yourself from being judged by others. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's something that we agree. Like, it's really hard to do, especially in the context of like your family and people you care about. But it's something that you actively have to work about on. Like, I also have fear rejection when I've like told people other things. So let's say, for example, now I'm I'm actually gonna expose myself now <laughs> that I want to go travel and stuff, you know. So I'm like trying to email people to like see volunteer stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if I think about it, like if they reject me, then I know for myself that it's not a big deal because I can still do other things in my life. But I've already told so many people that I want to go travel. So if if they reject me, like the volunteering people, whatever, then I have to explain to other people that I've been rejected. And then so that is giving me fear of rejection now, because but if then I would have to. If you think about I think what really helps in this way would be like like what helps me is like thinking of myself explaining it to other people in a very vulnerable way like explaining it yeah like I actually really wanted to go travel but everyone says no like it kind of hurt my feelings and then like it it was kind of hard to accept and then people are like 
no man why are you saying you know like well they come for you and you're like this was all in my head like I thought you would reject yeah. thing, and you're actually comforting yeah. me and also they wouldn't care because it's not their life anyway they would be like oh I'm sorry for you like yeah. you'll try next time but they wouldn't actually like humiliate you as we think so we're literally just judging ourselves and humiliating humiliating ourselves in our head great yeah <laughs> what what can we conclude of fear of rejection um I think what we said now is very important. Realizing that so much of it is like coming from outside expectations or outside judgment or ourselves judging ourselves, like our, our own judgment and other people's judgment. So really, really, really try to like listen to what you truly want or truly need and try to go with that and realize that it's so much bigger in your head. But then the moment that you will actually be rejected or that something will happen it won't be as much of a big deal and also that way (laughs) maybe maybe it will but like rejection is not something that you can avoid in life like it will come in certain form at some point of your life and fearing it will just like you can't completely like destroy your fear of rejection but you can reduce it uh greatly so that it doesn't impair you and like it allows you to relate to others in a healthier manner because yeah and at that point like half of the thing of a potential rejection uh will be like less important for you know like it will be lighter on a lighter weight unfortunately there are people that expect things of you and that will judge you but you can't control that you can't do anything about that but you can decide not to judge yourself and expect things of yourself because of other people you know like leave those expectations and those judgment to themselves don't put them upon yourselves because it's no use you're literally just doubling the expectation and doubling the judgment so and also if you think about like all the things people judge each other for they're probably like things that they don't want to judge themselves for either but they you know like it's just things yeah exactly try to truly listen to what you want to do and yeah and if rejection comes then hug it (laughs) or sure you'll know how to deal with it exactly thank you so much for listening to this episode and i guess yeah see you next time or hear you next time yes bye